Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today is Monday, September 24th, 2018, and you're listening to the Red Sox Beat Podcast on the CLNS Media Network. I'm your host, Jess Thomas, alongside Nick Qualia today. And welcome into the show. This is Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm Jess Thomas alongside Nick Qualia. We are going to talk some Red Sox baseball in a pretty crucial time because this upcoming week here is the last week of the regular season and the playoffs and the fun will begin right now as of record. Sunday night game is not over, and the Red Sox are 105-50. and They are one measly win away from the franchise record and win, so by the time you listen to this, they could very well be the best team in Red Sox franchise history, and if they're not, then they probably will be in the next couple days or so. So, with that said, Nick, how about this team? (laughs) Yeah, they're, uh, hello everybody. They're a pretty good baseball team. (laughs) We're talking right now, we're about to do a show on a baseball team that had a pretty good regular season, and that's 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 what we got to emphasize because we're going to talk about that through the show. We're going to talk about that in the future. This is a team who had a good regular season. We're going to see what they do in the postseason. So, I mean, yeah, let's rock. We when we when we do shows, this is like this is like the old days. We talked about this last time going back to Framingham State Radio. Just me, Nick Qualley, just Thomas getting the show underway. So, let's crush it tonight. Yeah, the good old days, just talking about sports, except this is baseball-specific, so and that works because, you know, for most of the summer, that's the only sport that's on, so we'll talk some baseball. So I want to start first, because obviously the big thing that happened this past week was the Red Sox officially clinching the American League East. I say officially because it's been over for quite a while, let's be honest. It's been over for weeks. So they made it official, they beat the Yankees in the third game of the series on Thursday after losing the first two. It was inevitable. They won 11-6 to on Thursday in a great game for the offense, which was good to see them break out. And it was 11-6 to win, and the Red Sox got to celebrate on Yankee Stadium Field, and more importantly, in Yankee Stadium locker room, where they just tore it up and champagne everywhere. And it Better was a than lot last fun, time so. they won there. Last time they won there, they 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 had to celebrate after a Yankees walk off grand slam, which was awful. It was that was if that wasn't the exclamation point on that season that year, because that was just such an awkward season. Like you never felt like the team was actually that good, and then they had to clinch off of a Yankees walk off against themselves. That was bananas. That was a crazy. And then John and then John and then John Farrell had to tell them, "You guys earned this. Go celebrate." <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> let's effing have it, guys. Let's effing have it. <laughs> okay, Manager John, <laughs> let's let's go, buddy. So this was a little nicer. They have over a hundred wins. Core didn't have to give them a little pep talk to celebrate. They wanted to celebrate, and they did celebrate. And uh, I guess I, the highlight for me of the celebration, before we talk about what they actually did, was Mookie Betts getting showered with all kinds of alcohol, and then telling the camera that his phone was in his pocket and yeah. that he needs a new phone and asked somebody to get a new phone. That was pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, like, like the guy can't afford one. So, you know, something, yeah, right. something that X said, um, kind of stuck with me though, with this, because 
I, we've seen a lot of celebrations in the past where teams clinch and they go nuts on the mound. They jump on each other. It's like it's like it's like when they win at the end of every round when they all dogpile each other on the mound. The Red Sox didn't this time, and I think it was like that said it. It was kind of more business like, which was it was. Mm-hmm. His reasoning was because okay, now we have to go in the postseason. Like like what I was saying earlier in the show near the intro, this team understands that because of what's happened the past two years that they're going to have to do something big in the postseason. So this is the first step. And just the way they were celebrating, it was business-like. They know like this is not as far as we can go. We have to go into the postseason. We have to be successful in the postseason. So that was that was a weird feel. And I feel like like I had that feeling watching it too. Like and and you know you know me, like I'm not I'm kind of in the middle of, of homerism and then being obnoxiously pessimistic where you're just being unrealistic about the Red Sox because they're a good baseball like team. Daily. Dude, remember remember <laughs> how hard it was to argue with people like, hey, this is a good baseball team. Uh, this is a good baseball team. And people on Twitter would be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good baseball team. What are you, what are you talking about a seven-and-a-half game lead? That's They're not that good. So I, I feel like just when I watched that, I was like, okay, cool. They did this. Now let's see what they do in the postseason because I hate to say it and we'll talk about it. I hate to say it, but if they fall flat on their face in the LDS again, this whole regular season is going to feel like a big old waste of time. Right. No, exactly. It's, you know, they, they celebrated on the field in the way that they were all thinking in their minds. This is the first of many. They're expecting this to be the first of many celebrations. So they kept it normal. Like, High fives. Let's wait until we get into the clubhouse. Let's not embarrass anybody. You know, just take care of business. And I think that was smart because they're acting like they've been there before. They've acted like that. Like this is this is the first step. So, which I fully believe it is. So I'm glad. I'm glad that's how how it went down. So let's. You know, we don't need to get to the postseason yet. It's not quite here yet. Yep. Back to the regular season now. We're you know you clinch the division. So I want to point out because I think this this is worth repeating for people who forget. The Yankees were very much favored to win the division this year. Once they got Giancarlo Stanton, for oh, some reason, everyone thought, right, everyone thought they were way better than J- J.D. Martinez, way better than the Red Sox, and the Red Sox clinched the division with two weeks left in the season. So, yes, it's it was inevitable at a certain point that this team was going to win the division, but you know, before the season, and not really the beginning, because they were 17-2, and two, but people were still thinking the Yankees were going to be better. So, for the first couple months, nobody expected that would happen, so... I like to kind of compare, you know, what we expected now the last like month or two as opposed to what basically everyone thought before the season and that was the Yankees were gonna be the best team. The Yankees were supposed to be the team with the franchise record and wins and all that kind of stuff, not the Red Sox. So this is a huge accomplishment in the regular season for this team that not like a lot of people expected. It's incredible too, when you look at the standings, I, I just pulled them up. So the Red Sox, obviously 105 wins as of right now. They're going to end the season with, what, 106, 107, 108, whatever they end up with. But I'm thinking 109. 109 is realistic. That's four more wins, and you still have plenty of time left to do that. The Yankees, at the same time, they've won 95 games. So it's not like like they they have a wild card team in their division that's a legitimate wild card team. Like The Yankees are a team that they're a first-place baseball team in most of the other divisions. Right, like they're they're one of the top baseball teams in the game. So the fact that the Red Sox were able to win 105 games, uh, 
just seeing only 50 losses in their loss column is insane. But the fact that the Red Sox were able to win 105 games, a lot of those came against the Yankees. Remember, they had the four-game sweep after being embarrassed. That's one thing that this team did really well this year. They, they were able to bounce back, and I give that a, I, I attribute that a lot to Alex Cora. You know what I mean? Because back in yeah. July, like I've, I've brought it up before, I'm watching the game in freaking Key West, all hyped up, and then all of a sudden David Price is getting mauled by the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. It's an embarrassment. The Yankees take the lead in the AL East. The Red Sox bounced back, and they did that all year. They would take a tough loss. They would come to the next game like it was like nothing happened, and that's a big, big factor as to why this team was so good this season. And that's going to be a big factor in the postseason too. Right, because if you lose one, you know the first game of a series, and everyone starts going nuts, and the media does the media's thing, where you know they, you know, media take, does I media things, abortion. man. It's what we do. Right, then the fans go insane. So their ability to say it's just one game, let's win this game, I think will be huge, and that's been the whole season. They haven't lost four games in a row. No, which are the they only haven't done that. It's, it's just like twenty thirteen. That team is the most consistent team. This team is the same exact way. They don't go on long losing streaks, and that's crucial. So I agree. That's that's gigantic, and that's that's why they're so good. That's why they've been so good all season long. And that four game sweep of the Yankees. I mean, that was that was the biggest series of the year because that just buried them, and they haven't been able to climb even close to out of it. Even though they still have a good record, they've played pretty average since then. They couldn't they couldn't climb out of it. So that was crucial. So and that's the thing. The Red Sox swept the Yankees in four games. What did I just say? The Red Sox haven't lost four games in a row. So they did to the Yankees in that series what nobody's done to them all season long. And that was only in one series. That wasn't even over two series. So And you can't that's, stress that's it gotta, enough. You can't stress enough. Like the Yankees are such a good baseball team. Ninety five wins. What did the Red Sox have last year? Was it ninety six that won the division? Ninety three. Ninety three. Okay, so the Yankees are already two games past what the Red Sox had last year to clinch the division. The Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball. And the fact that you were able to go to Fenway Park after being embarrassed by them in Yankee Stadium and then sweep them, that's what I'm talking about with this bounce back. This management this year, I think it all goes back to the management. Having Alex Cora lead this team over John Farrell, having Alex Cora's communication ability, having Alex Cora's ability just to, to relate to the young players, to the Hispanic players too, it has just been such a big swing on this team. And like you were saying, that series was so, so, so big. Because at the time, what was it, a six-game lead? Or was it a four-game lead? I think it was I think it was five and a half, and then it five made and it a nine half. and a half. Okay, yeah. So if, if the Yankees win three games, they are right back in it. So that's the Red Sox stepped on their throats right then and there. This team all freaking year, man. They have been insane. I just 105 wins. Again, though, I can't get too excited. Like, I'm talking about it, and there's something in the back of my brain that's like, Nick, shut your stupid mouth because you've got to wait and see what they do over the offseason. I mean, over the postseason. Because that, that's all that matters at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, but what's the point of not being able to enjoy what you're watching because you're only worried about what's to come? I hate that people because, can't Because I'm a Boston like, sports fan. <laughs> I, I, it, so am I, and I'm not like that. I don't that's, know. Maybe that's I don't all belong. I could do. That's all. I, that's all I can do. I don't worry belong. about that because it's always just do I not there. belong here? Do I not belong here? Should no, I go you, somewhere you, else? You belong in the Midwest. <laughs> you belong in Midwest sports. <laughs> I just, I'm just not all about the uh, the panic button and the freak out. It's just, and they're 65 games over. Yeah, uh, 55 I know. 55 games over 500. It's. I mean, that's insane. Yeah, I know. So I, I want know. to bring this up. I'll bring it up now. Okay. The Red Sox are the. 
in addition to being one win away, or if they win tonight and people are listening when it comes out, have the franchise record and wins, they also won 50 game, 50, 54 right now at home and 51 on the road. My point is 50-plus both home and away, and it's, they're the first Red Sox team in history also to do that. The other teams that the other couple teams that had 100 plus wins didn't have 50 rows in the win, 50 wins on the road. So <laughs> that's that's huge. And when it happened, I was like, wow, I can't believe that's never happened before. And then I realized 50 and 50 is 100. 100 doesn't happen very much. So I mean, that's to be that good in both home and away. You know how crucial that is in the playoffs. You got you got to win road games in the playoffs sometimes. 51 and 29 in the road. That is incredible. Sorry, I'm, the game. So the game, as we're doing this right now, the game is live, and I just I love how animated Christian Vasquez gets and everything he did. He just everything that he does, he just slid home and threw up the safe sign as he stood up. He's he's a rock star. But uh, but he was no. right. Oh, he was he was safe by a mile. But no, you, you're absolutely right because getting 50 wins on the road, and yeah, 100 wins doesn't happen that often. But getting 50 wins on the road that tells you that this team can compete on the road. That tells you that this team can go into somebody else's stadium. And I don't think momentum, I don't think it really has an effect on this team. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that this team could go into a stadium where a team is on a 10-game win streak. And I think with this, with the Red Sox mentality, I don't think that matters to them. Yeah, they can, they believe that they can beat anybody. They believe they can beat that's, anybody. They've that's they've what said it, they've said it time and time again as the years gone on on different podcasts I have listened to. The team has straight up said that this is a special ball club that we're a part of. They know that they have the talent. They know they have the pitching. They know they they have the offensive ability. They know they have one of the best uh, defenses in the game. They know they can go into different ballparks and win games. It doesn't matter if they're home or away. They have the talent to win wherever they want, whatever they want. But okay, can they can they maintain that away winning percentage in the postseason? Because you, as you get deeper into the season, fans get crazier, fans get louder. So we're gonna have to see the mental makeup of this team too, because they've played they've played different they've played teams where, let's say Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Indians they might go into an afternoon game and it doesn't really matter. The fans aren't really going nuts. So we're going to see how this team reacts. This young team, they're still a young team, how this young team reacts to different atmospheres as the as the postseason rolls on, once we get into the postseason. Well, see, here's my question to you. So you said earlier, you said you want to see what they do in the postseason because they flopped so badly the last two postseasons. But different manager, different leaders on this team. What, what in this team, I know, the bullpen, but what in this team other than that... <laughs> makes you believe that this postseason is going to be like the last two. I don't see how they're comparable at all. Because the offense has shown, and this is, here's, it's, it's baseball. And when I say that it's baseball, like that's, that's not just my answer, but teams can go quiet for a while. So you, something that, something that to win, to win, to go deep into MLB postseasons, your team has to be hot at the right time. Your team has to be hitting at the right time. We've seen the Red Sox, different points in the year whether or not that's because of motivation or whatever it is it was even recent too and maybe it's because the Red Sox already knew that they had the ALE semi locked up but this Red Sox team has shown that they can go quiet at points that their offense can shut down at points so that makes me nervous and couple that with I know you said you you don't really want to talk about the bullpen pre-show 
<laughs> but couple that with the bullpen because let's say the Red Sox have a 2-1 lead. David Price finally. David Price goes in to a postseason game and pitches his balls off. And then the bullpen has to come out in the seventh inning. The bullpen has been scary all year. It's a 2-1 to one ball game. You need your offense to step up if the bullpen can't step up. That's what scares me. If the offense suddenly goes into a slump because they they have shown that, and let's not let's not tiptoe around it. The back end of the uh, of the of the starting lineup still not great. If you have if you have to be playing Sandy Leon because a lot of the pitchers love to pitch to Sandy Leon, that is almost an automatic out every time he comes up. Sure has been the last month and a half. <laughs> Absolutely has been the last month and a half. And then whoever else you throw at the back end, sneaky Jackie Bradley actually has has had a very good season. Except for the first two months, he's been hitting 289 mm-hmm. around uh, since I believe June 1st. Uh, but there's this uh, this lineup. Back to this, the lineup does have the capability to just shut down. So that is what worries me. A long winded answer. That's what worries me is the offense shutting down in the postseason. Well, you have a good point because before they broke out in the division clincher against the Yankees, they had not been hitting very much they the last quiet. two weeks before that. They didn't hit many homers. They didn't. They hadn't scored that many runs. So I, I get that there. So. Yeah, I think the last week is important because you try to get your offense back on track. Like you said, momentum is important in the playoffs. So, yeah, I look forward to see if the offense can do it Can do it here. But in terms of the bullpen, and I only really have to say this about it, I get that they've been like shaky in the sense that you don't know who's going to pitch where necessarily here. But the playoffs are so different because you have guys who wouldn't pitch in the bullpen normally pitch in the bullpen. Uvalde's going to be in the bullpen. That is absolutely true. Yes, Uvalde's going to be in the bullpen. Wright's going to be in the bullpen. If they get past the first round, I'm sure Erod's probably going to be in the bullpen. You know, so like I think they're going to be able to mix and match different guys in the bullpen and put them in different places. And they trust Ryan Brazier. He's been really good. He's had like Ryan two Brazier. bad games. I love Ryan. I do Brazier. too. <laughs> I think they're going to make they're going to make him either the seventh or eighth inning guy, depending on if they make Stephen Wright the eighth inning guy. So I think that they're not going to have to rely on some of these schlubs like Joe Kelly and Drew Pomerantz because I don't think they're going to be on the roster. They don't have to rely on them to do anything. So I think they're going to have enough pitchers between the current bullpen and the starters that it's not going to be as bad as people think. I just don't think it's going to be. I think Cora knows what he's doing. He's going to put the right guys in the right place. He's had a lot of examples of where to put guys and where not to put guys. I think he's going to do it right. I trust the guy. I just well, don't I don't have much of a problem with it. Well, people, actually, shameless plug real quick. I do have a column coming out on clnsmedia.com this Tuesday about Stephen Wright and his role in the bullpen this postseason, so check that out. But... People people have to remember, and unless you're like a, a big-time diehard baseball fan, you probably didn't know this or notice the Houston Astros last season. Great baseball team. Almost the same thing as the Red Sox. I brought this up when I was with Trags at Fenway Park. The Red Sox and the Astros, 2017 and 2018, they, they were very similar teams. They were both offensively offensive, offense-heavy teams. They had good starting pitching, at points great starting pitching. The bullpen was shaky. Once they got into the postseason, they put people like Brad Peacock and they put people like Charlie Morton in the bullpen. And that made their bullpen that much better. So with the Red Sox taking Nathan Evaldi, who, guys, Nathan Evaldi throws 100 miles an hour, and we've seen that he can shut people down. You put him, let's say, eighth inning roll. Okay, you want to put him in the eighth inning roll. You want to put Matt Barnes in the eighth inning roll. You even have Eduardo Rodriguez. The thing is, if somebody like David Price or Rick Porcello can't go deep into the games, you're going to have Steven Wright out there who has been pitching excellent all season. Jess, did you know him relieving this year? He has only had 
two games where he's given up runs and relief appearances, and that was his first That's two incredible. relief appearances. Only two. Well, the great thing about him is that he's he's given up base runners, but he always gets out of it every time. Always. He never he never lets it get to him. His first two relief appearances in May, he gave up runs. Since then, as a reliever, none. And I say that too. He had that one. If he he started four times this season, right? Four times. He gave up ten runs against Seattle. Had an awful game. His and other, went to the DL after that. Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. His other three yeah. starts, he gave up one run in 14, uh, 20, 20 innings. One run in twenty innings. That's insane. He has had a. For good, guys, he's for, had a sneaky. For a guy who started. Well, yeah, he started the season with his domestic you know, assault case suspension, and yeah. then he had to work through the injury he had. So he had like a really slow start where nobody knew it was going to happen. And ever since then, he's been incredible. Yeah. I mean, he's probably the most low-key. He's probably the most important part of the, the playoffs. He's, he, in my opinion, he is the <laughs> most pivotal piece. We are, we're kind of giving yeah. away my entire column that's coming out Tuesday, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's low-key my most pivotal true, piece though. of the Red Sox success. Because like I was saying, because yeah. I never actually got to the point, if David Price or Rick Porcello can't last that long in the postseason, and I'm not saying Chris Sale because Chris Sale is the balls of this team, but if David Price or Rick Porcello can't go that deep, then you have a guy who can be a starter if you need him in Stephen Wright to go another three innings if you need him to. And then you have Rodriguez and you have Nathan Avaldi who can also play those same roles. And if you have, and since it's a knuckleball, he could pitch three innings in one game and then a game or two later he could pitch the eighth inning. Yeah. He doesn't care about, <laughs> no he doesn't worse. care about what any, <laughs> right. They're not going to be like, oh, because you pitched the fourth, fifth, and sixth inning, we can't pitch you in the eighth inning. No, he's going to pitch the eighth inning the next game. So, and I think it's huge too because I don't know necessarily how how trustworthy a knuckleballer in the eighth inning is. I mean, he's proven that he has been. It's still scary, as we know from years of Tim Wakefield. It can be a little erratic at times. R.I.P. 2003, if, Aaron Boone. <laughs> yeah. If it does work, though, you have Stephen Wright in the eighth with a knuckleball and then Craig Kimbrell in the ninth. Could those be two different speeds? <laughs> completely throw off here, the, here, the team. Let's, let's go a little further. Nathan Evaldi in the seventh throwing 100, then Stephen Wright with his knuckleball in the eighth, and then Craig Kimball throwing almost 100 in the ninth. <laughs> Talk about messing hitters up, right? I mean, that that could be deadly. Like, it that's, would be. That's a, that's a wild change of speeds in a short period of time. So, yeah, I'm glad we agree on that. I think he's huge. I think he's wildly important. And I think, so yeah, like back to what I said, I think people aren't, I don't know if they're not realizing that you can do things differently in the playoffs and have guys who are starters be in the bullpen because they're not going to start. I mean, that makes all the difference. Yeah, if you had only the guys that you had in the regular season pitch, that's one thing. Joe Kelly, gone. Send him to the moon. Pomerantz, see ya. I mean, these guys shouldn't be on the roster. (laughs) Can I I say last night? Sorry, I was... Last night, as soon as Cora sent Pomeranz into the game in extras, I was like, okay, Cora doesn't care about winning this game anymore. <laughs> That's what he wanted to lose. Like, all right, this has gone on long enough. <laughs> yeah, this is, can we go Can we go home now, please? I'm, I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah, for somebody who was so great last year, I don't know what the heck yeah, happened. Yeah, he's, oh, man. <laughs> he's, he's brutal. He is terrible. Anyway, enough about him. So before we go into just a couple quicker uh, things, with with this team i just had one question for you because you said you know it's all about the postseason and everything and it is and this team is going to be the best team in franchise history yep so my question for you is what if they do lose where do you lose and it's not a disappointment because in my mind you have 105 wins but the astros have 98 the yankees have 95 the a's have 94 there's a lot of really, really, really good teams in the American League. So losing to any of those teams, I feel like, is not really like 
shouldn't shouldn't be like an insane shocker because they're all great teams. The Red Sox are better; they have the most wins. But would it really be like a huge shocker? So, like, what what to you is is a failure? I guess is my so, question. So, baseball and hockey are both very similar to me, where momentum really means everything. Because hockey, what, hockey postseasons, if a team enters the postseason with a with a ton of momentum, they can really find a way. They can beat the best team, and they can end up in the Stanley Cup Finals. Baseball is kind of the same way, where yes. if you enter with a lot of momentum and your bullpen's working right, your starting rotation's hot, your offense is hot, all at the same time, you're tough to beat. doesn't matter if you're the wild card team or whatever you are. The Red Sox, though, are such a good baseball team that and plus, the Yankees and A's, they're both not go- going to enter because realistically, they're going to play either the Yankees or the A's most likely. So both of those yeah. teams, they're not, at this point, there's no way that they can build up that much momentum to have that type of momentum going into it. So it's a disappointment if they lose the ALDS. But then if you go to the ALCS and you play a team like the Houston Astros, if you lose to the Houston Astros, there's no, if you're saying that's a disappointment, you are just looking to be cynical because the Houston Astros are a great baseball team they have Justin Verlander who's one of the best pitchers in the game Garrett Cole one of the best pitchers in the game Dallas Keuchel had his slight down year but still one of the better pitchers in the game the input look at the offense the offense is an absolute powerhouse losing to the Astros isn't a disappointment oh I guess it is a disappointment it would suck I would be disappointed but you can't be upset with the team for losing, unless they get swept, if they take the Astros to let's say Game Six or Seven and they lose, it would suck to see. Yeah. But again, the fact that they were able to go that deep, I'm not going to be too upset. Okay, so you're not one of these morons who says that if they don't win the World Series, the whole best season in history is a failure. Good. No, because a lot of a lot of the major leagues <laughs> did suck this year too. They were they were a great right. baseball team, but there were a lot of easy teams to beat this year. Right. And a lot of teams that were not easy to beat, like yeah. these teams that are going to be in the playoffs. So it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. And that's the thing. Like, yeah, the Red Sox are seven games better than the Astros, so like they're having a great season too. Not quite as great, but like if you really break down the numbers, they're extremely even teams. It's just the Red Sox happen to have seven more wins. So yep. and they won the World Series last year. So yeah, I I expect to win the World Series because I expect to win the World Series every year, and I predicted it before the season started, which I didn't know how smart I was going to seem, but I feel pretty <laughs> smart now, <laughs> especially if it happens. But yeah, so I was just curious to see what you thought because I've heard a lot of idiots say that if they don't win the World Series, the whole best team in history doesn't matter. And you, I think you're that's asking, crap, you're asking so. for way too much at that point. Yeah, way like there's good much. teams. These teams are all really good teams. These are <laughs> the season's not even over, and we could have we al- we almost have 300 win teams already, and we probably will have 300 win teams at least two so that's the thing like sometimes sometimes you get weak teams that kind of just limp into the playoffs like a really weak division and then you have that one team that topped out and they they somehow make it in the playoffs there it's the american league this year is nothing like that every team that will right. be in the playoffs this season is going to be a tough team to beat i don't expect to see any right. sweeps in the alds alcs there's i don't in my eyes there is no way that's going to happen every team has a very real chance I'll say this. Every team that goes into the American League playoffs this year has a real chance to go to the World Series. They're that. They're all that good. Yeah, because the Indians are the worst team, but they still have so many dangerous weapons on their team oh that they God. can get hot and beat somebody. Oh, you my know? God. Every, that, that lineup. Encarnacion, Ramirez, Lindor, Josh Donaldson now. This t- they could smack you around. Right. And it's funny because they don't have that great of a record, and they're in a terrible division, but it's like they're still sneaky good even though they haven't maybe played up to – 
everything that they could have this year. So yeah. even they're dangerous. And yeah, the A's, I mean, the A's have been one of the best teams in the league for the last two months. So I think they're dangerous too. They don't have the playoff experience, but they're 94 and 62. And they've, That's great. And they've given the Sox some real trouble this year too. Yeah, they're one of only two teams to beat the Sox more than they've beaten yeah. them. So, you know, and I feel bad for the Rays. The Rays are 87 and 68. <laughs> yeah, the they've Rays are a good baseball team. <laughs> they've been one of the best teams in the National League, and they're so far away from the playoffs, it's not even close. They're 18 games behind the Red Sox, and they're, I don't know, seven games out of the wild card. It's sad. It's yeah, too bad. And they've remember the beginning up. of the year? We, like, they, they had a bullpen by committee. No, they, they, had, a, they, had, their, they had bullpen days for the start of rotation as their right, starters, openers. and it was great. It was like, what is going on? This team stinks, but like they're they've got eighty-seven wins now. Yeah, it worked. So. That's crazy. <laughs> Go figure. So, any other year, Kevin Cash would be manager of the year. But if anybody but Alex Cora gets it this year, then something's rigged because he has to get it. Oh, I'm absolutely gonna, has. To. I'm gonna lose my freaking mind if Alex yeah. Cora doesn't he, win. He's gonna be the best. He's gonna lead the best team to the team of franchise that has over a hundred years to the best team ever in his first season as the manager. If that's not manager of the year, then I would love to talk to whoever decides that crap because that's garbage. He better. He has to. There's no. There's absolutely. There's no way in absolute hell that he is not manager of the year. He has to be. You say that he now, but you say that now, but if these writers voted for somebody else and like they ended up winning, I just wouldn't be shocked because baseball writers what, what, are. What nuts. justification? What justification is there for Cora not being manager of the year? What's what's the justification for a lot of things that these guys vote on? It doesn't make any sense. That's true. That's true. Like they they, like they won't vote. Side note: they won't vote in Kurt Schilling to the Hall of Fame because they don't like his political views. Right. Like, come on. Uh, <laughs> like they they do we'll, wild things. We'll, we'll worry about that when it happens. But he better get it. All right. Let's. I want to talk about one Sox thing before we go to our predictions. Um, Chris Sale got his third shortened start. He pitched uh, 73 pitches, I believe. Looked good again. So thoughts on him in general and just like what, how this buildup is going towards the playoffs for him. Uh, postseason, I think he's going to be fine. He's He gave up his first run in what, 39 innings was it? Or something insane? <laughs> he, he's, he's been incredible. Even even during this rehab start or these rehab starts, I guess if you want to call them that because they've just been shortened starts. He's been great. He's looked great in every one. But... So I'm not worried about him going to the postseason at all. I think he's going to be the same Chris Sale. He's got, he's got, he's not a weak-minded person. He's going to go into the postseason and just get ready to to pitch the way we know Chris Sale can. If you guys, if you want to talk about the Cy Young real quick, it sucks, and I feel really bad for him because I don't think he's going to get it. He's not going to. He's not going to. He will not be. He's not going to reach the 162 inning mark. Which is tough because that's that's going to keep him away from it. So we're going to see. Speaking of Tampa Bay Rays, we're going to see Blake Snell probably win the Cy Young this season. Yeah, um, probably. But as far as Chris Sale goes, you can't be worried about the guy. He's a bulldog. He's there to win. He knows. He knows that this team is special. He's going to pitch his ass off once he gets to the postseason, and he looks good. I don't think there's any injury at this point that's going to hinder him. They've worked him back perfectly. Shout out to the Red Sox too for like for working this guy back the way that they did. They brought him back slowly. They didn't rush him into anything. He's. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be just fine come postseason, and probably the best pitcher in the postseason. Well, not even just Chris Sale, but the way that they've managed everybody. They've gotten so many yeah. guys rest and great spots and kept everybody fresh. And that's been everyone's complaint the last two seasons is that everyone's tired. The offense can't hit anymore. Chris Sale blows in the playoffs. That's not going to happen this year because Cora's made it a point all season long from the very beginning of the year to get guys rest consistently. And he's continued to do it, and he's still doing it. It's great. So, yeah, Sale would have 
won Cy Young 100% if he pitched the whole year. I have no doubt about that. But yeah, he probably won't get it, which is fine. You know, he hasn't pitched much in the last <laughs> Yeah, he month probably and won't half. get it, whatever. <laughs> Blake Snell's been good, so you know it's fine. Gonna, you know it's going to look a lot better than that ring, that uh, that trophy? That World Series, World Series ring, ring, baby. Oh, sure. you guys can't see it, I'm but sure I'm wiggling my ring that. finger right now. Oh. <laughs> right. Yes, I love what they've done with him, too. Uh, obviously, the last couple of years, it's that's been his problem, is wearing out at the end of the year. And that's not going to happen this year because he's barely pitched in the last two months. So it's huge. It's probably the best thing that could have happened this team was him missing time because he's going to be fresher than anybody. He's barely pitched recently. He's going to go right back to his 1.96 ERA or whatever he has for the whole year, and it's going to be great. I can't wait for it. I'm looking forward to it. It sucks. He had such a good season. He was so friggin' dominant. Mm-hmm. So good. Like, the best, like, the last 70 innings he's pitched were, like, the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's really he was shit. unhittable. He was but, just straight up unhittable. But, hey, if we see something like that in the playoffs, then we're yeah. going to re- uh, rejoin the fun that we had before. Yeah. It's going to be great. All right, let's get to predictions. But first, Didi Gregorius announced today that he is most likely going to miss the remainder of the season. That's huge. That's a really big deal. Thoughts? That sucks for the Yankees. It's good for the Red Sox. <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not crying about it. <laughs> yeah, You don't want to see anybody get hurt, especially like a guy like Didi. I hate Yankee fans. I don't hate the Yankee players as much. I hate Yankee fans because they're all obnoxious and they all just like they chirp you for the weirdest things. Like I get chirped on like I get chirped on Twitter like, oh look at all oh, the Yankees we we clinched the wild card spot. We're in the postseason. Like, congrats, you idiots. Like we're gonna we're gonna be sitting back watching you guys fight for your lives to play the Red Sox. Like, congratulations. But uh but no, I don't I it's <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it. I, I feel I do feel bad for Didi Gregorius. He's a great baseball player. He's turned it on, he had a rough start to the season or actually no he had a great start to the season for the first month and a half but then he fell then off he for a few garbage months. then he was awful for the for a few months after that that really that really takes a shot at the Yankees chances in the postseason because to be, they don't really have the depth as it is because you saw what happened once Aaron Judge went down like a player like Aaron Judge they, they fell that. apart they yeah. fell apart and Didi Gregorius doesn't have the same impact on the lineup as Aaron Judge did but he's still a significant role player to that team so him going down we'll is going to really too. hurt their chances it, to go deep into the postseason. We'll think about that too. If you know he's hurt now, what if Judge re-injures himself? Then they have Stanton. Woo! <laughs> Stanton. <laughs> they have Stanton, Gary okay. Sanchez, Sanchez, possible yeah. MVP, okay. Gary Sanchez hitting under two hundred. You bum. Yeah, they don't have much depth. So if anything past this happens to them, then I mean it might not matter. They might not even get past the A's anyway. So that might be a moot point anyway. You know, we'll see. So, big news there for the Yankees. All right, last week of the season, three at home versus Baltimore, three at home versus New York. A bunch of games that don't matter, even though everybody thought they were going to matter, but they certainly don't. So, with all that said, Baltimore, three games at home. What do you got in that series? Win, loss, win. I think the Red Sox are going to roll out the Paw Sox in, uh, <laughs> when they play Baltimore. And there's still, That'll still be good enough to win three. two out of three. They're still going to win two <laughs> out of three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I would normally say sweep because they've beaten Baltimore like almost every single game this season. But I don't think there's going to be many guys playing. They're not going to risk a whole lot of injuries against the Orioles. So, yeah, two out of three as well. I think that Baltimore will find a way to slip one game in there, and I don't know, 
what's the record at that point going to be? Forty six and one twelve. Yeah, <laughs> absolute. <laughs> they've oh, got God. they've got a franchise record for losses this year. Like that's the, yeah. the amount of times that, that how bad that team was this year is just a, a very un. It's not talked about enough. They were so bad this season. Forty five and one ten is. <laughs> Unbelievable. So They're very bad. close to the worst team in history. They're not going to be, but they are really close to the worst team in history. Yeah. It's 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 remarkable. And being in the same division as one of the best teams in history here with the Red Sox. Two of the best teams in the, si- in the game. 60 games down. They're 60 games out of first That's place. That's asinine. They shouldn't even be allowed. They should, they should get removed from the league, and they should they should move them to, to Montreal after this season. Right. And what is Adam Jones doing? Adam Jones had the opportunity to go play in Philly. <laughs> And he was like, no, I'll, I'll stay in Baltimore. It's cool. Like, what are you doing? I'll stay in Baltimore for the worst team ever. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I think I could be wrong about this, but I believe the 60-game difference is the biggest ever. Ever? I don't think that's ever happened before. 60? I mean, that's ins- you have to have a 105-win team and a 110-loss yeah, team. I mean, you, you, have to have, you have to have the worst team in the league and the best team in the league in the same division, which I guess doesn't in happen like, that much. In, like, historic proportions. Yeah. We're not talking, like, 90 wins and, like, 65 wins we're talking 105 and 45 it's so unbelievable in the last series 10 season yankees three in boston against new york what do you have there uh you know what i'm actually gonna give the yankees two out of three because i think the yankees are gonna need it more the yankees the yankees people have to remember are still fighting for home field advantage in that one game wild card and they'd much rather play it with those uh with those ass clown home runs that they have over in right field. Speaking of which, that last that last series, oh my god, I was I wanted to go to New York and just push the fence backwards forty feet because that was that was just so obnoxious. Those little bitch home runs. They're pop. They're pop ups. I think you can. Yeah, they're they pop are pop ups. They're pop up home runs. Yeah, they, it was it was Sick. even Eck. Eck was even giving him crap. Like the ball, the ball would come off the bat. He'd be like, "Oh man, that one might even be out." <laughs> like it's, right? It was. It was just and, such an. And on the radio, Joe Castiglione was saying, "Like, hey, there's another uh, three pop-up home runs for the Yankees tonight." <laughs> it sucked. Three it was the most infuriating thing I've ever seen in yeah. my life. But yeah, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna give the Red Sox. I mean, I'm gonna give the Yankees two out of three because they need it more. And I, I, at that point, the Red Sox are probably gonna sit everybody. Right. Because, Probably. hey, Yankees, guess what? It doesn't even matter to the Red Sox anymore. Ten-game difference, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's huge for the Yankees because I think if the A's are home, the A's are winning. I think home field in that one-game playoff too. is going to be crucial because the Yankees are way better at home where they have their little baby field and right, and the A's have a huge ballpark. It's a total difference. So, yeah, I think that... uh I think that's going to be a huge series. So I'm going to go opposite of you, really, just to be different than you. I'm going to say, I'm going to say win two out of three against the Yankees, even though nobody's <laughs> going to play. To admit that. <laughs> just, just, just despite no, I, just despite the Yankees in their race for the wild card, I think they're going to lose two out of three, and they're hopefully going to be second in the wild card and then lose. Be that great. would be that would be legendary if that happened. Legendary. To be able to knock them knock them out of the first place spot down a second, yeah. that would be great. So we'll see what happens. That's uh. That's the plan. So you got win two out of three for the Yankees. I got win two out of three for the Red Sox. And that'll be playoff time. And we're going to have some fun then. So that's going to wrap it for this show. He's Nick Qualia. I'm Jess Thomas. You can find our coverage on Twitter at Red Sox CLNS, Red Sox Beat Podcast on Facebook. If you wouldn't mind, rate, reviewing, and subscribing this wonderful show on iTunes and Stitcher. We would appreciate that, as always. And um, 
Me and Jared will most likely be back next week to break down the playoffs. So enjoy the last week of the season for your soon-to-be best team in franchise history, the Boston Red Sox, currently 105-50. and 50. Unbelievable. Can't wait. I want to thank Nick for coming on the show, and uh, we'll be back next be back. Time. I'll See be you. back whenever you need me. Whenever you need me. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> Good night, everyone.